Hello and welcome back to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 1. I'm Jack. And I'm Stato. And hopefully you've enjoyed the new intro music at the start, which has been a massive talking point in our WhatsApp group over the summer. You're a fan? I am a fan. I wasn't a fan of the old version, so I have to say happy times for me. Uh, when I first started listening to the pod, it was McNamara's band, which was a favourite of mine, yeah. but I understand a lot of the modern generation just don't get the link to that song. Yeah. But, uh, this is when yeah. I just edit it and put the old clip in and make it sound really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right, first question of the first episode is, what is the biggest lie that you've ever heard? Now, this has been... This has come about from obviously all the news about the stadium and fans being light and all that. So I want to know what is the best lie you've ever heard, football or non-football? I told it. It's my lie. I take ownership of this. If you're listening, Jen, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I fib to you. Only once, just once. Um, 2015, beginning of the season, we played Everton. We were away on holiday um, in Norfolk and there was nowhere I was going to get to go to the game. Uh, then Sky moved it to a 5.15 kickoff, and uh, then a very close friend of mine who subsequently passed away, but she was, she was quite ill at the time, um, she announced she was having a birthday party. And my wife said, you should go. And I was like, well, I should, but you know, we're on holiday. Um, so I went, but I kind of left an hour and a half earlier than I needed to <laughs> leave the holiday, so I could go to Spurs Everton. Um, now, in many ways, the day conspired against me because it was a, a nil-nil. Um, it was absolute monsoon conditions. Yeah. Um, and it was a Minions fancy dress party. And I went to the game and then straight <laughs> on to the party. So, now, I mean, I didn't, like, dress up in full regalia or anything. And I was quite well covered under my coat That's and stuff. Amazing. And no one could really tell. Um, and then I contrived to go to the wrong pub as well. So it was in the County Arms pub in Himes Park. Uh, and I wrongly went to the county hotel, which is the other end of the same road. Oh, um, really? And walked into an Indian wedding. <laughs> dressed as a minion. Dressed as a minion, <laughs> essentially. So it was, uh, it was high comedy. But, um, yeah, and then I went back the next morning and there was a like, rail replacement service. It was an absolute nightmare, three-hour journey. Oh. I, was, I was absolutely hanging. I was really struggling. All for a nil-nil. And all for a nil-nil. And an Indian wedding. Um, yeah, and, uh, and a minion's birthday party, but... Uh, yeah, so I told the fib. That's fantastic. And did that ever get out? Uh, I, I think I let something slip about a week later, but as it was about football, I don't think Jen remotely was listening. Oh, that's fantastic. So I'm sorry, darling, I love you. That's, that's brilliant. Um, I put this out on social media, so I had some good responses. So Carl Woodbridge was the first to reply, and he said, the new stadium that's going to be ready on time. So, classic there. Uh, Hannick as well, he said, uh, the greatest ever non-signing, Leandro Damiao. Yes. Which we were linked with him for about two seasons, weren't we? And it never happened. It always makes me wonder, though, how much is just the press speculation? Is the lie yeah. from them, not from the club? Yeah. Um, you know. Or the agent just feeding stuff, well, exactly. get, him, get him a new yeah. deal, get a yeah. decent sign-on fee. Then we had a couple of interesting non-football-related yes, ones that came in. So the quiz master himself, Simon Mitchell... Um, said that he was told that Moldova was an easy place to get to. Yeah. But it took him two days, one flight, two trains and a bus later and he eventually made it. So that's a pretty effective life. From, that from I'm, assuming round his, uh, yeah. I'm assuming that's his travel agent that's lied to him there. Cup winner's cup. Um, Mark Walsh said the biggest lie that he was ever told was in a for, in, it was a form of punishment for when he was younger, which was that naps were a form of punishment. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, and Gareth Pugh, who on our WhatsApp group said, and it is possibly the greatest light ever told, Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah. 
I did not have sexual relations with that woman, which is possibly the... What did she say? She didn't inhale, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so there you go, biggest lies that you've ever heard. Um, on to more serious matters, the stadium. So the club released a statement last week um, after there were leaks on Sky Sports and TalkSport that the fact that we'd made a payment to the FA about going back to Wembley. What are your thoughts on it? Obviously the natural feeling is disappointment. Everyone wanted to be in. Um, it, the club, the way they communicate with us makes it hard sometimes to, mm. to believe them when something genuine happens yeah. if, if that is the case and um, there's a feeling of suspicion around everyone and you know well, so many people who speculate on this have no knowledge of how the building trade mm. works they have no knowledge of how quickly a fit out could be realistically done um, also none of us really know how the stadium was never going to be completely finished yeah. for the 15th of September but it might well have been doable, you know, on the day. Yeah. It taken a, a period of time to complete certain parts of it, and uh, but we'll never know that. Um, it's also quite plausible that this final testing or this first test of this software or this circuitry finally, you know, was done for the first time mm. last week, and they find the error. It, it could be riddled with errors. It could be one error. I, we, you know, the people from the trust have said. There's one problem on one circuit out of 10,000, but they can't pinpoint which one. I don't know. There's also the issue of the club seemingly went over the top to apologise to the NFL. It's hugely embarrassing, yeah. but didn't say sorry in the same statement to the fans. An oversight yeah. by someone, but someone's paid a lot of money to write these press releases. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Um, there are a lot of people who are saying that they didn't sign up for a second season at Wembley. I understand that, but you're a Tottenham supporter. You support Tottenham mm. week in, week out. You support Tottenham. Even you know we used to support Tottenham every Saturday at three o'clock, but now it's Sunday at one o'clock, <coughs> Sunday four o'clock, Monday eight o'clock. You know we support them away over land and sea across Europe. What you know what difference mm. does it make? I understand the frustrations. People have paid a lot of money for these improved facilities, and it's going to be the best ground in the world until someone builds a better one. And we try to shoehorn it into a year and four months, and that maybe has just come up not quite long enough. But I think the biggest frustration for me is I don't mind waiting for the stadium. That's that's not the issue. It's just the way that it's been communicated to the yeah. fans is just so frustrating. <laughs> and it, the, I think the biggest the biggest problem for me is they're quick to take your money on the yeah. additional costs. And like my season tickets. I'm in one of the cheaper seats and it's, my ticket's gone up 250 quid it's like yeah. a grand now for a season which is a lot of money yeah. to anyone and they're quick for that to happen but then obviously when it's stuff that actually the fans need to know then it, it's just poor it could have been handled a lot better I agree the trouble is it's been inflamed by the press because everyone wants it to fail it seems in the press yeah. I'm not saying that you know we're not you know Real Madrid we haven't got marker our paper to, to put forward our case it's just you know a lot of people were speculating and then a lot of the people you know got lucky because it's proved to have not come in on time and the the trouble is now the speculation of how long it's going to be well they've been honest and said these games in October are in doubt the problem is with Man City that Wembley's not available and they're not prepared they'll probably have the league one by Christmas let alone by you know worried about three away games on the trot in April but you know we've been very lucky that the Premier League have allowed this there was no talk of them allowing it in years you know, mm. previously. 
um, maybe it's got to the critical point where it's like we can't play there so yeah. you've got to do something yeah I think they'll find a solution to that Man City game so although they well, have presumably to find it'll solution. get postponed but, but yeah, the trouble is that the thing that I find galling as a fan and I might be the same if it was any other club is games get moved quick enough for Sky or BT yeah, yeah. you know yeah I'm sure they'll find a way around it it's just you know what, I think that the, the press and the media have made it a much bigger issue than it is. It's yeah. still an issue, and I just don't like the way the fans have been treated, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, in my opinion, it's not an absolutely massive if the, deal. If the club had said at the start it's going to be two years at Wembley, then we'd have all been able to deal with it. We might have wanted to season to get break, you know, so we didn't have to go. I don't know how everyone would have dealt with it. I personally would have liked it to have been ready for the start of the season, four test events, you know, and to have gone a whole lot more smoothly. Yeah. That was never viable, yeah. so maybe that's why it should have been over two years. But if it's only going to take a year and a half, why are you paying yeah. for somewhere else? Yeah. But like you said, it is going to be the best stadium in the world, so eventually when we do get there, yeah. it is going to be... And how good is it going to be that whatever stand you're in, as long as you're not an away supporter, you can meet up at any bar yeah. in the ground, in the general mission areas... Before the game, so you yeah. sit in the in the north upper, and I'm or someone sits in the south lower, and I'm in the west stand. We can all meet yeah, for a, a pint in the ground, seven pound a pint, whatever it's going to be, you know. But we can do that. And, and a wheel of cheese. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. Um, yeah, it would, it would definitely be worth the wait. We've got a couple of games that we want to cover off as well. Opening day of the season, which was our two-one win at Newcastle. Uh, but Tongan finally scoring a Premier League yeah. goal, which is, I think is his first goal in five years or something well, like that in the we, Premier League. We got talking about this either on the WhatsApp group or uh, a podcast I was on at the end of the season. And of course, because he'd had goals wrongly disallowed. He yeah. had a deflected goal taken away from him that really was going in and was his. Then he had the onside goal. That was both where in he the same in his, game. Exactly, well, yeah. yeah. Um, he was in, the, in his own half. Yeah. And... You know, crazily, the referee or the assistant flagged for it, and it was just like eight yards on side. But it was a good header, his goal as well. He took it well. He was. I, I was really interested to see Davinson Sanchez for the first time going up for a yeah. set piece because he's actually had a, a really strong goal scoring record at Ajax. Yeah. I think he scored eight or nine league goals in 30 odd games, which for a centre half is yeah. pretty ridiculous. And he's a big, powerful guy. So to see him go forward and, and get the flick on as well was really good. Potentially, that's something that they've looked at. Yeah. I think actually he's one of our best players We've in the We've also uh, probably seen the corners at the World Cup have been such a, an important thing yeah. that, you know, our delivery... We had that period where we would just look for the man on the near post. Yeah. And the percentage of get, you know, the window of getting yeah. that right was so small, but Toby seemed to be great with a glancing yeah. header. Dyer got a few as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. In the Early on in, in the season. Gilzine-esque, and, you know, obviously we've... Sadly lost Alan mm. um, uh, Gilzine as those were there on, on Saturday will know for the for the minutes applause which was um, wonderfully and respectfully um, you know shown but yeah. he was a true great of our club and again the younger generation might not know that um, but a player who I could only my dad and my my uncle who who saw Gilzine week in week out would have said that Berbatov was a mm. pretender to Gilzine's mm. throne and you think how much we salivated over a player. Yeah. Of, of Berbatov's skill and laconic yeah. brilliance. Um, well, just going back to that Newcastle game, like, that, that Vertonghen goal goes in after about seven or eight minutes yeah. and you're thinking, brilliant, here we go, fantastic. And then they pretty much go straight up the other end and, and get, yeah. get the equaliser. Uh, and then we pretty much did the same thing to them. We, a few minutes later, go up the other end and Deli Ali scores 
two seasons in a row now he's scored on the opening day yeah. at St James's Park and took his goal really well he started well I think really he, well people say he had a poor World Cup he let us down rubbish you know we didn't play in midfield that well in the World Cup England Delhi was part of that he takes a collective responsibility yeah. but I think he started off really brightly for us I want to talk more about Ali in the World Cup for yeah. actually a minute when we go over the Fulham game but the rest of that Newcastle game was just a a, a, a fight and a battle and really like you know what we'll just we're not playing that well we'll just hang on that's and grind a great few points because the opportunities they had the number of times they hit the woodwork um, I'm not going to say we got out of jail there but you know we did yeah. to come away with three points when yeah, I mean everyone was the support a lot of the support has been very toxic I've found mm. it it's kind of helped me have a clear out on Twitter because there's so much negativity from some people and I, I don't want to slate people off but I like to think of the Echoes of Glory people, both the podcasters and the listeners, as, as quite sensible people. Yeah. We're not reactionary. We're not We've got abats over- as well. We have. <laughs> we do have a, a fraction um, of extremism, let's say. Um, but, you know, let's talk about briefly about the transfers. We, we didn't bring anyone in. Maybe that's the way forward. Maybe we've got a squad that is good enough. We've got a team that doesn't need to be and an ethic a team ethic that doesn't need to be broken by a wrong end coming in mm. that you might or might not sign I mean what was your who would you have wanted to come in you know it was a, it was a difficult window and I was on one side of it for part of the window that you know we don't need anyone but then I was like oh I don't know but we're like we're so close yeah, yeah. and if we don't bring anyone in are we going to be able to get over the line so I was between the two headspaces throughout yeah, yeah. the whole window like do we need someone don't we need someone I'm pleased that we didn't go and blow 35 million on a, an average player yeah, yeah, yeah. like we did with Sissoko who actually yeah. by the way against Newcastle had a pretty good game that was what, yeah. what I actually thought was one of the best games he's had for us but I'm pleased we didn't go and buy for the sake of buying I think Grealish, who was the only real one we were properly linked with, would have been a good investment for the squad and for the future. I, I would have been for yeah. that. I don't think he would have done much this season for us. He might have played in the Carlin Cup. He could have, and he's obviously older and got more footballing experience at a higher level. But he could have been a Deli Alley for us. You yeah. come in with no expectations and actually bit of an unknown flourishing. quantity. In I, I'd, games. I'd love to see him playing week in week out with better players, which obviously he would have. But you know. When at the start of the, the window, Villa were in crisis, almost in administration. Mm. It's plausible that the potential sale of their club hung on whether Grealish remained at the club mm. or not. And then the new owner puts his foot down and says, no, he's not for sale. So Bruce saying on TalkSport the other week, you know, I suppose they've done their business yeah. sooner, they'd have got him. Says who? Yeah. You know, I don't... There's you a weren't lot making of the decisions. In there in a you have only got your job by the skin of your teeth. I think we would have been in for Cessignon. If Fulham hadn't got promoted, mm. I think we might have mm. got Cessignon. But straight away, Fulham have probably said, because I don't know, mm. the press don't know, how do we know this has not been done in private? Yeah. Levy phones um, the, their chairman and he says, absolutely not for sale. Right, no deal. I looked at players like Barkley and Drinkwater. I didn't think Barkley would necessarily play under Sarri. I mm. thought he, Jorginho would be his man and the other players they've got. Chelsea probably won't sell to us. Mm. They probably won't sell to us because we're actually performing more consistently than them in the last couple of years. They probably will refuse point blank to sell to us. Mm. And I can the understand that. The same way we would to them now as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's no guarantee that the, the players... And actually, we said we had a price for Alderweireld. 
Nobody met that price, so Alderweireld stayed. He played. If Potts can get this, yeah. you know, get this done before the end of the window happens, and and he doesn't go because we can still lose players mm. until the end of August. Yeah. Because the other countries in the world, yeah. their their window's not shut. Who knows? But I also think as well we've had. A lot of people talk about Lucas Moore, who started the season really well. He was brought in in January, didn't play that much football, started both games. So I don't like the phrase, oh, it's like a new sign. I don't like that. But he hasn't really had a run yet. He's come with the freshness of pre-season yeah. as well. He, he's had his full pre-season. So we've got him. Winks missed pretty much all of last... The se- well, he missed the second half of the season with an injury. He's back now as well. Josh Onham has come back into the squad altogether, who wasn't part of it because he was out on loan. So... People say about, oh, we need, you need a few faces to freshen it up. There's a few there that haven't been involved. And you've got players from the youth team that will have done a whole pre-season with the first team. They're all new faces. They're pushing players. We've, we've got the likes. Dembele isn't going to be a starter, I don't think, all of the, this season. Yeah. So that changes his. Rather than us hoping he'll play and hoping he'll play well, it's now a case of he's got to play well yeah. to get in the team. Yeah. You know? And it, also, you look at the, the striking issue. How do you buy a striker to compete with Harry Kane because whoever you buy knows they're never going to be first yeah. choice and we are not we are not going to play two up top mm. the very least we might play someone as a second striker and I'd rather bet that be Deli Alley yeah. in, in games in certain situations and we have those players that can adapt and play in that role we've got yeah. Ali Ericsson can play the more uh, Son's played up front on the his man. own before so there's, pl- there's players, players that can, can play, play exactly. that support and it's going to be a 4-3-3 type formation where these attacking players are doing, not a 4-4-2 you know West Ham fans have been going on about how we've got to play Hernandez we've got to play Hernandez they don't play two up top mm. and he's too small to play up top on his own. We've got Kane who can do that. Yeah. And then you look at the money. Now, I'm not saying Levy's being tight or the money's going on the squad. I know some of the prices of exactly what West Ham have paid and exactly who they've paid it to. Perez, they got from Arsenal, is on £93,000 a week. He's a bench warmer at West Crazy. Ham. He does not get near our team. Mm. He does not get... It might not get in our matchday squad. You know, these are silly money. The money agents want. Fabianski went to West Ham for seven million. The agent got five million quid. So that cost West Ham twelve mm. plus wages. Because if they didn't pay it, the agent would have yeah. taken Fabianski somewhere else. Yeah. But I think I think overall it was a good window for us. We in didn't terms lose of, people. That's the yeah. key. And we we've strengthened in terms of we've got players back fit. We've got our lone players back from last season. So we have got a, a stronger squad going into this season than we did last season. And I think we're more competitive. And I'd like to believe that Poch wants to do this organically. Mm. And he, I'm not going to say... Klopp said it. If I had the money, I wouldn't spend it. If I had it. Mm. Then he's got it. And now he's spiked yeah. it. And, and, let's be, and I'm not criticising the players he's bought. But honestly, who of the players he bought get in our first mm. team? Kaita, yes. Naby Kaita, yes. But does Fabinho? I don't know. They haven't played him yet. Yeah. So would he? Would their keeper get in ahead of uh, Hugo Lloris, who's won the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I would Shaqiri get in our team? No, he wouldn't. I was, wouldn't even suit our team. I was surprised when Liverpool went for him at, yeah. at, at all. Even for 12 million, when people are like, oh, it's worth the gamble. But it's, it's a guy like, who plays one or two good games every six for Stoke as yeah. their starting player. Yeah. What's it going to be like as a fringe player at Liverpool coming off the bench? Yeah. And then the players Arsenal bought. You know, they needed to fill those spaces. They needed to strengthen their squad. And I'm sure in time, Gwendolyn, whatever he's called, mm. and Torreira, 
you know, they're going to be great players, but are they going to be like other young Arsenal players have been, where they make the mistakes in the big games, they mm. learn the lessons, and then they end up joining the top clubs for top mm. money. But in the meantime, do well, they practice or they, or they do the thing where they just stagnate and we stay as need, that player that had potential. But we never... didn't need our squad or team, the surgery, that Liverpool lost the Champions League because their midfield wasn't strong mm. enough. They bought three new midfielders. That will improve mm. them. That will give them a better pot to pick from. But we don't need that level of improvement. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, we've got as good a squad, ex- excluding City, because their squad is ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, you take them out of the equation, you'd probably say we've but got that's the best the point. squad. You say we take them out of the equation. How much would we have to spend to get to their level, mm. to compete, to win the league? Because that is the only next level we have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, going further in the Champions League is probably the, the more achievable mm. next level. There's still a lot of that is down to the luck of the draw. When you get to the, you want to try and win your group, you want to try and, and you know and get a weaker team. But you know there are decent teams who finish runners up in the group, who then end up going yeah, through. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's it. it and, it, and to us in the Champions League, anybody that qualifies out of the group stage is going to be a good yeah. side because you've six games there. And we're in pot two for the Champions League. Whatever happens now, we're definitely in pot two. That's great. But we can still get Real Madrid. We can still yeah. get Barcelona. We can still get Bayern Munich. You know, we could be lucky and we could get the Russian team, Lokomotiv mm. Moscow. But we got that group the other year and we got CSKA. Yeah. They're the top seed because they've won one of the seven yeah. top you know, leagues in Europe. Yeah. For me as well, the Champions League is about playing those top sides. Like I agree. The, That's I'd, want, want, I'd want Barcelona in my group. Like, imagine We've not played them and I want to play them. If we got Real Madrid again, I'd be tinged with disappointment yeah. because... But then I want to see if we can beat them Real Madrid yeah. again. Or like Bayern Munich, which I mean, yeah, real big sides. Like that's for I me. Want that's to, what I want to beat Bayern Munich on, you know, in one of the two yeah. games. I don't want to lose ten two on aggregate. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I want better than that. Um, we play Fulham at the weekend yes. as well. Um, beat them three one. Lucas Trippier and Kane in August. Yes. Um, Mitrovic scoring for Fulham. I thought the first 35 minutes we were sensational. Yeah. They did not get a kick for them. They didn't get out their half. The, they created one opportunity where they clipped the ball in behind and Sessegnon probably should have scored, but it was yeah. a great bit of, really great bit of goalkeeping. But we were all over them. It was fantastic to watch. And he brought Toby back into the side. We switched to a 3-5-2 with Lucas playing as that yeah. second striker. And Deli Alli playing in a more central, slightly deeper role basically what Ericsson was doing affecting the game though and he was fantastic yeah. Ali absolutely fantastic and it was the same role that he played for much of the World Cup with England in that yeah. tight midfield three but and with Ericsson alongside him not Sterling yeah exactly and he was sensational Deli Ali. Yeah. and I know watching it on the telly some people might be like oh he's not getting the box not doing this he does so much stuff off the yeah. ball and the ground he covers defensively I mean as it was the, the, the ball he was playing to Kane where we won the free kick for Trippier's yeah. goal, Delhi made that. Yeah. You know, Delhi's the danger. The guy goes in and crunches him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but he can see, he can always see, and he's always alert. And yeah. I love him. We, We've kept him again. Another. I'm not saying he would have gone after, you know, an ordinary World Cup in a, in a World Cup where England were fantastic mm. on the whole. Um, but another year of, of our young yeah, English fantastic. players it's, it's so exciting yeah. uh, I thought one of the most exciting players on the pitch was Lucas Moura yeah. and he was causing so many problems I mean, quick he looked strong yeah he was fantastic I mean the goal was uh, 
thing of beauty. Just like the way he hit it as well, weak foot, yeah. just curls it in the top corner. It's fantastic. He created that other chance where he nicked the ball off the defender. Yes. And, I mean, yep. he, he, he definitely should have scored. But you know, he ended up with a heavy touch overstretching, yeah. and he fouls the keeper, and that's why Kane. You know, there's yeah. a lot of the Spurs fans you could see on the the TV pictures were like, well, why, why is that not? Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, he, he'd overstretched, and he probably did foul. But I like that keeper. That side of Lucas, he, he, he's one of the most unique players in the squad with that, in, in terms of his intense pressing yeah. and the speed in which... The, he's like Marnet at Liverpool. It's yeah. a very similar type of player to watch and he was brilliant. He was just a nightmare for them the whole game. And at half-time at 1-0, I'm sat there thinking this is going to be 4-5-0, we're going to bury them. But fair play to Fulham. The first 15 minutes of the second half, they came out, they changed some things yeah. and they were fantastic. They got the equaliser, which Sessegnon did really well. How on the... Tottenham is that? A fella sitting down, scoring a header. Fan- I mean, uh, every club thinks these things yeah. only happen to them. You know, and we think. Yeah, I think the match of the day commentator described it as brilliant improvisation yes, from yeah. Mitrovic. From but a header from a seated position into the top On of the, the line goal. as well. But, and that's the key thing. He put it where the keeper wasn't. Yeah. Don't head it down where the keeper can save it. Head it away, you know, and it's it's brilliant. And then we seem to regroup a little bit after the goal and tried to get a little bit more control back. Yeah. Dembele came on in a different changed role. Sanchez off, changed the formation. Yeah. That's good from Pochettino. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. He looks slender as well. He's looking good. Looking really good. He's summered well. Um, but I just think what was really interesting about the subs, or because Lamella came on as well and had a massive impact. Yeah. But just talking about both of them for now Pochettino normally doesn't make many personnel changes in a game he's no. always been reluctant to he'll change tactics formations he'll change loads of stuff and then he'll change the yeah. player but the impact that the players off the bench have had so far this season have been the best since he's been yeah. in charge and that gives us a whole other dimension and like you say going from a 3-5-2 to then a 4-3-3 as an opposition player and manager, you're then trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. And then in that time, we scored two goals and yeah. the game's pretty much over. But I think with Dembele, it was interesting to see him come on and almost play the dire role and yes. sit in front the, of the back the, four. The, the base of the diamond. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was really interesting because we've never really seen him used in that position no. before. Um, so maybe that's something that we're going to see a bit more of this season. Yeah. I'm not sure, but the Trippier free kick. There's a boy who's on fire. Oh, fantastic. I mean, that, is, that is some... Where, well, why have we not seen him doing that? Um, I mean, Ericsson takes some okay free kicks, but I mean, this is... We're talking about the Burnley Beckham, aren't we? We really are, this is... And the thing is, it wasn't like edge of the box, if you get it up such and over. Such a long be, way out. And it was central as well. Yeah. Like, and the way he hit it was such a strange way of striking Great it from that distance. And let's, let's utilise it before someone works out what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but that's a good thing if, if, if teams are knowing we can't afford to give a free kick around the box then we're going to create other opportunities because of that yeah. was, and we should have had a penalty I mean blimey it, that was knee on knee that definite strange but one decision. of those that clearly looked more of a penalty from behind the goal yeah. than it would have done for, yeah. for the for and referee. Kane's goal as well was a beautifully taken yeah. I mean Lamella picking the ball up and just driving Running at the heart him. of the pitch because my criticism of him has always been Overcomplicating things, keeping the ball, and therefore slowing down yeah. our direct attacks. So that was dynamic. He was fantastic, and he looks as sharp as I've seen him, Lamella, yeah. as well. Like he's had a he's good had a pre-season. pre-season. That, that always helps. And Kane took the goal lovely, selling Chambers, who went yeah. flying in, and then just curling yeah. it in the bottom corner. It was lovely, lovely it's finish. Just like taking, you know, candy off a baby with yeah. a, a Woolwich reject. Well, it was fan- absolutely fantastic, and three-one, two wins out of two. Fantastic start to the season. Fantastic start. 
And it, it is, it steers with right. Bill Nicholson of the podcast. <laughs> Mr. Echoes of Glory. You lost what? Great, 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 great. Great. I've lost five stone. Yeah. Since the it? end of the last season. Oh, brilliant. So, double quick time. You've made it in perfect time for the fill in the blanks quiz. Oh. Which I can't let you see my computer screen. Um, so, uh, the, the game is um, I'm giving you um, a match, a date. Yeah, yeah. Go and, on. Um, put, go on. <laughs> away. Um, and I'm going to give you six of the players that started in that. It's not 11. You need to try and name the other five. All right. So, the game is. Not that pen. Just go. Uh, mental. Yeah, I'm expecting to oh, can I go first? Of course. And then you, of course. Uh, yeah, well, you can try and do it to everyone, but it's, the game is May 2012. Right. And it's Tottenham 2, Fulham 0 in the Premier League. Okay? May 2012. 2012. So that's Tottenham 2, Fulham 0. Give me a kit. Give me the kit. So I will give you some of the players from the side if you oh, want. Yeah. So what I need you to name from this are the goalkeeper, uh-huh. a centre back, a centre midfielder. Uh-huh. And then the two attacking players. BBC had us down as a four-four-two-ish formation. Okay. So other players in this side. So right back was Carl Walker. Yeah. Left back was Gareth Bale. Yeah. Okay. One of I'm the centre. One of the centre halves was William Gallas. Right. You need to name the other centre back in that. The left side of midfield-ish was Luka Modric. Uh huh. Right side was Aaron Lennon. One of the central midfielders was Sandro. So then you need to name the other central midfielder Andre, Andre and then two of the forwards. So two, okay. 2012, so you need the goalkeeper, Nelson. half. Not Nelson, that's a good guess though. I'd say Kabul. It's correct. Eunice Kabul is the other centre half. So centre midfield. Gomez. 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 Kudicini. Kudicini, no. What? Well, Platicosa didn't play a game, did he? No, no. There's, there's quite an, an obvious keeper. Friedel. Brad Friedel. Brad, Brad Friedel's oh, okay. a goalkeeper. Crunchar. Uh, no. Holtby? He would have been more over that side, obviously. So it's a central midfielder, and then one of the forwards is an out, an out striker. Nope. And the other one is a bit more of a creative-ish Defoe player. one of the strikers. Defoe was on the bench in this game, ah. so Defoe's not one. Uh, is this a Van der Vaart season? Or is that Van der Vaart. So he's this one. So it must be Crouch. It must be the other not one. Not Crouch. No. Oh, Palacios? Not Palacios. Oh. So up front we got... Who is there other strikers? Pav. Oh, Pav. Not Pav. Pav. What? Okay. Not Pav. 2012. Out-and-out out striker. Out-and-out out striker. Oh, Salah. So we just got the midfielder. Central midfielder left. Wasn't he our top goal scorer in that season? Adebayor. He was yeah. fantastic for us yeah. when we got that. About that 17, I think, that yeah. season. And when he got a contract, he wasn't... wasn't he the didn't fancy as much. Do you want a clue on the... Genus? Not, not Genus. Okay. Okay. That was the end of his season, like the last season. Wasn't, wasn't it? Genus, but is, is an English midfielder. Parker. Not Scotty Parker. So it must be one who has to play really centrally if Modric has been pushed out, right? That's so this is the kit with the blue across the shoulder, isn't it? I think so. Oh, so it's Champions League era. Um, it, was an, it was an academy graduate, this player. Bentaleb? No, good guess, though. He left Spurs Mason. for... Mason? No, but he played for a club that Mason moved to. Livermore. Jake Livermore. Jake Livermore. Oh. Jake Livermore. That's good. That's interesting. This is a good question. Yeah, that's well, good. Courtesy of Simon Mitchell. It, the, do you know what stuff. I find really hard about that? In the 80s, I could have done any season, and it's almost too soon. Do you know what I mean? I've not read about this. I remember this. 
and not as well as I thought. Although I'm the complete but, opposite, where this was when I was going gaming, yeah, game yeah. out. And Pull up the spreadsheet, you'd have been there. But genuinely, I would have been at that game, and like all of those players, I love those players. This is when we were on the way up, sort of. Who was yeah. the manager? Yeah, yeah. AVB? Uh, I think it was Harry. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Champions League, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Free um, Dawn. And I love how each of these players are sort of weirdly flawed. Friedel, yeah, yeah. Friedel has got, like, he can't move. Walker was really stupid back then. Yeah, yeah. Gallas couldn't move. Kabul's. Kabul. Bale shouldn't have been playing left back. Exactly. Yeah. Lennon can't cross. Sandro always injured. <laughs> We've got Modric stuck, stuck out on the, the wing yeah. to let Livermore it? play in the middle. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like. The Enfield in, in Van der Vaart, Vaart, but still. Goal hanging, but was great. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, and then great partnership, Addy. actually. With, it got the best out of both of them, didn't it? But like, you look at that team versus the team we've got now, and you just think, wow, we've we done it. In, in six, we'd beat that team 4 5 nil. This is what gets me. This is what gets me with the fan base. And it, I, I love to say it, but there are people out there who are becoming like... Arsenal. The fans on AFTV, as they now <laughs> call it, because they've been given a cease and desist notification <laughs> by the club. But we're not those people. Please don't ever become that, that sense of entitlement. You know, you've still got to win. I, went, I watched Tottenham in the 80s when we were at times glorious, mm. but still, you know, the, the, the thing I was once told as a kid was, oh, Tottenham... They could beat Real Madrid one week and lose to Huddersfield the next. And that's what we were like. We could. We would, we'd never win the league because we would beat the good teams and then we'd draw with Coventry or we'd draw yeah, with the, yeah. and lose to the weaker teams. The 90s, frankly, it was like constipation being a Tottenham fan. We'd go every week, but being at White Lane was like straining on the toilet. Yeah. These people don't deserve to behave like that. They don't deserve to, to demand things. But then... I agree with you, right? But then, if if a lot of our fan base came in that year, the 2012, right, when we came Champions yeah. League, I would love to see the dates of when bronze memberships happened. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And and for most people, the history is that team because there's no players in that team who are playing for us anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and all of them have gone on to some of them better, some of them worse things. So that is history to them. Like if you have a kid who's 18 now, they would. They were in primary school when that yeah, team yeah. was coming yeah, out. So right. actually, yeah. they, I mean, they don't know much success because we, we still hadn't won a cup for four years at that point, and right. even then, that wasn't a proper cup. So it's it they. So I don't know what they're entitled about. I don't get. I've never got this idea of we need to win a trophy this year. We deserve to win a trophy this year. Have they forgotten about all the other teams who are trying to do that? Yeah, who have more yeah, money? Who exactly. have better players than us? I, I don't really get this entitlement, and it. The I think the the way the club has treated us now because you know I'm fuming about that is is due to that entitlement the club know that those people will come regardless and that has come from the tourism fans or the tourist fans you know I've read about how we might be the most popular club in America and is that a good thing I don't know there's a bit of me which will always want to be relegated which will always want 2,000 people and just a really like yeah, non, yeah. non-league football yeah. non-league like, football yeah. where it's only the passionate but you can't have that now we're not that club no. and it, it you have to take this around the edges and football has changed what what we want doesn't exist anymore I was getting quite emotional about this and I agree because if, if we won the League Cup next season this season or last season or the season before no one's going to be happier than me I'm going to be there at Wembley because I'm a season ticket holder you might not in future because we'll have too many season ticket holders for finals Yeah, but no one will be happier than me for that. But are the players going to stay because we've won the League Cup? You know, 
no. actually if we can go deep and have more glorious nights in the Champions League or we can push and remain in the top four mm. and I don't mean for Champions League mm. I just mean being part of the top four of the Premier League of England the most expensive league in the world where we've not done it by spending stupid amounts of money we've done it again I'll use the word organically with Pochettino mm. where he's brought together this collective of players some bought cheaply some bought at some expense but some homegrown players as well blended in there fighting for each other yeah. and do you know what we could if we could afford Neymar it would ruin the dynamic at Tottenham wouldn't it Absolutely. it would change everything the dressing room would be toxic it would be horrid we wouldn't he see the same said stuff like that didn't he Poch that it's, it's not just about the quality of the player it's the quality of the person yeah. that you're signing as well which I love yeah. that I but love did, that it's more you, than just the player did you watch the City game yesterday yeah. Did, did you hear anything? There was no crowd. It was remarkably quiet. And it was remarkably... Em- well, it's not remarkably empty because it's always empty there. It, success doesn't breed passion. And that, that's the thing we've got to realise. Like, you know, I, I love my leadership stuff. And one of the things... I love my war leadership. And, and the, the reason why war leadership is so interesting is because everything is, is accentuated. Like, you see the worst of humanity, you see the best of humanity, but everyone's going through a really hard time. And I think people come together when things are difficult. Mm. And that's why White Hart Lane was good because it was a sort of symbol of... We had a smaller, crapper ground than everyone else. But it was great because that brought everyone together. It was our lane. It was our lane and we survived with the club. Now, with that report where they don't need us to make money anymore, and now they, it just doesn't feel like they need us anymore. Yeah. And, it, and that's breeding this discontent where we know we're not part of the club, where success is beating Man United or drawing with them in, in Fergie time. Now it is... It's, winning, it's only winning stuff. And there's only one club who's winning the FA Cup this year and everybody wants to win that. We're not... We're, we're not those clubs. Also, you've got... The club do treat us like customers, but the fans are acting like customers now. Yes, yes. Some yes. of them, by demanding, making demands. Well, how much will we have to spend to, mm. to, to guarantee we're going to win the league? We can't do that. That's not viable. Manchester City needed wing-backs. They went out and spent 127 on three wing-backs at the beginning of the last season. One got injured almost straight away. They ended up, in fact, didn't Delph have to play yeah. for half the season? Did a good job as well. You know, there's no guarantee even for City that, that the money would guarantee it. In time it did. But, you know, yeah. a free transfer, you know, or that type of player, an English midfielder who come back and do a job, ended up helping them win the league. Mm. Yeah, the the many things are interesting. I do love people on Twitter. You like we're dealing with millionaires, people at the very very top of their game, giving advice to people who are billionaires on how to deal with money. I, I never yeah. really understood that, but it's, it always comes back to wages. I know it's boring me going on about this, but it, it always comes back to wages. How much wages can you pay? There's a strong correlation between your league position and your average wage. We are about the fifth. Yeah. average wage payer we deserve to be fifth anything more than that is overachievement mm. and we overachieve and we've overachieved with season. a collectiveness haven't we as a team that's it that's exactly it uh, but you know I still enjoy the Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it uh, Spurs on this day 20th of August so on this day in 1960 we opened the double season with a 2-0 home win over Everton with goals from Les Allen and Bobby Smith we took maximum points from our first 11 games, a record for the top flight. Decent, that's it. not a bad start. No, before we drew season. against Manchester City, and then we went on and won the next five, before we finally lost to Sheffield Wednesday in uh, November of 1960. There you go. Little Spurs on this day feature. It's going to be good. part like of the pod this season. And um, We've got Man United this weekend. 
Um, yeah, they were so beat, bad yesterday. They beat Leicester 2 0 on the opening day um, and then lost 3 2 at Brighton, or 2 1, sorry, they beat Leicester and then lost 3 2 at Brighton on Sunday. They were dreadful against Brighton. It was 3 1, really. It was a 96 minute penalty, which they, they obviously it was a foul, but they didn't deserve a second goal. Yeah, yeah. They were dreadful. And Leicester, I'm really hoping they fall apart with Mares and they just signed Vardy to a four year contract and he's Yeah, like he's he's there for a long time now and he's old. He's like, he's like thirty two. So as soon as his speed goes, he's got nothing. I think we'll I think it will be a bore draw. That's good. We've lost one nil at Old Trafford the last two seasons running in yeah. tight games and when we've, we've not played well yeah. and we've not were we not didn't Kane missed him didn't he? Did he miss the one two seasons ago? We lost him at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Vaguely Mourinho brilliant. tends to just sort of kill the games when he's yeah. gone up there the last few years. And it's worked they can't through. afford to lose to us type yeah. mentality. Yeah. It's worked, but against us at Old Trafford, that tactic has worked for him the last couple of seasons. So I'm under no illusion that that is going to be an extremely difficult game and we've yeah. not got a fantastic Look, record the, there. The but thing with this Tottenham is if we play well, we've got a good chance of winning games. Yeah. Yeah. We just need the forwards and the defenders to both play well in a game. And, you know... That's it. His choice of back three versus back four versus diamonds is going to be massive in this. I think that's going to be really interesting. It's good to see Toby back. I know you've probably already covered this, but that will be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, just You look at Man United now, and it's a Mourinho team that is so far from a Mourinho team. Mm. Like yeah. You just look at them and you think, we're going to get four or five gold chances in this game. Yeah. He's paid 30-odd million for Lindelof, who's playing centre-half. And then he wants to spend 60 million on Maguire, which yeah. is twice as much as he might really be worth even in this market. Yeah. They just seem to want to throw money at any problem and never deal with the issues and, and, you know, and coach people. He's never been a, a, a second-term manager. He's always Porto, Chelsea the first time, Inter, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Man United. He's built one team and has never, ever yeah. been able to build a second team. They've missed Matic massively, though. Yeah. yeah. Matic is such a big would. player for them and him not being there is just... That was interesting as well. Yeah, is and is the way Pog, how differently Pogba is treated for France. He was brilliant in the World Cup, and that's because he had a team of superstars around him who were pulling their weight. Whereas he's he's asked to be like both Sandro and Jermaine Jenas and which is Jay an impossible task. <laughs> yeah. you know, no one can do that. But do you know what I mean? He's, he's asked to do so like there's the weight of the world is on his shoulders and he can't deliver. But in the World Cup, people said, "Oh, he hasn't got the discipline." Oh, you know, he's not having to play under the discipline. Regime of Mourinho, I thought he was played a really disciplined role for France. Yes, he knew his role and he stuck to it. Yeah, brilliantly. Yeah, I think he's a brilliant player, Pogba. I think in his position, like for like, he's one of the best in the world. I'd have him at Spurs all day long. Yeah, I think if you put him in the Spurs team, that would be the kind of player that would put us on a par with City, in my opinion. Yeah. Someone like him is absolutely fantastic. But I don't know. I don't really buy into the whole he's not disciplined. He can't play until. No. I think that's a load of rubbish. I just think that. Him and Mourinho have some kind of problem and yeah. it's so obvious to see on the field. You can see our players go out and they want to do their best for Poch. And if that is not the case under mm. Mourinho, they, players seem scared of him and you never know what the reaction is going to be. I'd hate for him to be our club's manager. Oh, really you'd would. be the worst. And I think Man United fans are realising that now. They didn't just want... Uh, victory at all costs. I think, but, but they would have taken it, and then they're not getting it. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's it though. It's it's Mourinho football without the league titles, which because he's always been able to throw that back at you and say, yeah. okay, I've won the league. Yeah. You know that Chelsea will win one games one nil. We don't care. And their previous manager, what what's his name, the Dutch fellow, the weird looking man, he left with an FA Cup in his, on his lap. You know, no disgrace in that. Mm. Who um, how how many of them would get into our first team? What from United? United. 
Keeper would get in. Yeah. Gea, yeah. I think Pogba would get in. Yeah. Um, That's it, right? That's crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're playing a 4-2-3-1 or 4-1, you know, yeah, it, it's arguably... Well, Sanchez would probably get in the, in the team. But I'm a massive Rashford fan, but oh, I don't know if he, if he would get in. I think him. he's a brilliant player. I just... He, he just... I would never... If you had the one-on-one... Matic, of course, would. Matic. Sorry, just salivating about him. Would... It's the same with Lukaku. I wouldn't trust him to deliver one-on-one. No, I'd, I'm not. I've not when really you've been, got Kane. I've I mean, yeah, if you're building a super squad, you take both. Of course, yeah. you would. But I'd have Spurs though. I would have them Spurs. Predictions for the United game then? It's either going to be one 0 or four one Spurs. You know, I, I think one all. I think it'll be one 0 as well. Actually, I think it'd be a draw, which would be a good result for us. Yeah, yeah. Go to Old Trafford and, and take the draw like that. That would be fine. Hey, you take seven points in those first three games. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got some listener questions. That I'm just going to yeah. rattle towards you now. So, um, Stato, is Kieran Trippier the second coming of David Beckham? Definitely the Burnley Beckham. I agree. Yeah, as so. you already stated um, early in the show, ASD. Yep. Do you think that Sanchez will get a lot of league starts if Toby stays and stays fit this season? Lee, oh, it's Toby stays and stays fit. Yeah, I do. I think second half of the season, Toby will just drop off. Really? But yeah. I also can see us playing that three a lot. Mm. I'm happy with that because oh, it God, gives yeah. us the freedom of the, the full backs going forward. That gets the best out of. I mean, Ben Davis, who I always would have said is the conservative one out of Rose and Davis. He's in the other side, other team's box all the time. He crossed mm. when more, um, Lucas Moura should have scored. Yeah. You know, you know the first goal before he had scored. Yeah, I think he's and one it, of our most improved players in the last in the, Premier, in the Premier League era. Ben yeah. Davis. Oh, well, yeah, Danny Rose as well. Oh, Bale probably Flying the most the improved. The but come yeah. on, he's um, boy. Now. Stato, uh, we've seen Toby start, but not Rose in the first two games. Do you feel that Rose is further out the door than Toby? I think he's further behind Davis than you know. Mm. Toby, Toby is, is yeah. for that role. Mm. I don't think it's. You know, it's particularly any problem with Rose. I just think Davis is at the moment the, the man in possession of the shirt, and mm. we know how much he likes to rotate his fullbacks yeah. when the football becomes more regular. I mean, we must have a few weeks of, of, of you know, we don't play a Champions League game until after Liverpool, do we? And there's no League Cup until. Yeah, Ro- I mean, Rose has got his, his, his challenges off the field. If he's well, our second choice left back, though. Yeah, you yeah. got that. What a great position we're and in. I think he'll get plenty of game time, especially if we play that back three, because. Physically on the wing backs, yeah. you can't it's play hard. that many right. games without needing a rest of. And I wish him well. Up. I hope it goes well yeah, for yeah. him. He's a he's different his... player as well. He's not the same as Davis. Davis is more aggressive, maybe more conservative. Yeah, yeah. All things considered, defensively. De- I defensively, mean, you know, he's yeah. more oh, yeah, aware yeah. of his defensive responsibilities. And Rose can be a bit gung ho, a bit yeah. like Walker esque. I can get back. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. make the stupid fouls that Walker constantly made for us. But um, ASD. Should Trippier take all free kicks no. for the rest of the season? No. Yeah, for all clubs. <laughs> but he can sky a few against us. Yeah, of course. Well, why not? So it was, I didn't really, couldn't really remember that it was the first free kick we scored since the game we went to see, where Ericsson scored the two against Swansea. Swansea. Yeah, which was that was great. Two exactly the same yeah. free kicks, but I mean, he's two for two, England and, and uh, Spurs. But Ericsson's, I would have Ericsson crossing. 
I just I, Ericsson's a, a dead ball specialist I think I just think it's good to have another yeah, option of now is, yeah. like, I'd still love to see Toby from 40 yards just come and level one because I Sandro where did oh no that was against United but that wasn't a free kick I always Walker. always believed Cabal was going to score yeah. from his own half oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. probably with the first touch yeah. but I genuinely or ahead actually he's the only guy who could have done that do you remember the Brazilian centre-half Alex who played for Chelsea oh, he yeah, used to hit the odd yeah, free yeah, kick yeah, didn't yeah. he most would go out he stayed low like that in yeah. Turkey I think he'd come from yeah. like Galatasaray or somewhere yeah. Fenerbahce maybe um, last list of questions the stat- you're not going to read their names out well, they've that's, that's what they listen for disingenuous um, yeah. who will have a bigger season Mora, Lamella Rose or Winks I've got, I've got a top four straight all four away. I'd like no. to see all four of them really pre- I, I, it's hard to say I, I want Winks I'd like it to be yeah. Winks Winks number one then Lamella then with the other two Moore and Rose Moore and Rose yeah. Moore than Rose I really like the look of Lucas Moore this season but I don't want to not pick Danny Rose to have a great season no no as no well. let's just just because his standards are already high like yeah. the, a great yeah, yeah, season yeah, yeah. for him enough, over yeah. delivering by and 25 you know Winks had that, that injury he was so close he would have probably gone to the World Cup if he'd have been fit oh, I, I love yeah. that boy I played Harry Winks we played uh, fantasy football update yeah didn't do it this year oh. you're not in it at all head's gone completely is that I'm because so you don't think Ramsey's going to play enough for it? <laughs> I'm so angry at, at modern football in Spurs. I haven't even got my membership this year. I thought, because I didn't take my season ticket because I haven't got money. But the, um, I just, they didn't even renew I, had, I used to have my bronze on auto-renew. Yeah, yeah. They didn't auto-renew it. So I've lost oh. everything, all that history. Oh, and all your gone. points, of course. So my points went when I got my season ticket. Oh, uh, they're really mad, isn't it? Because you were like in the top 1%. Top 0.1% yeah. of bronze members and then I got my season ticket and then they wiped all those points and then as it's a rolling thing I would have yeah. still been up there because of mad, my season ticket it? top of the fantasy football league oh, oh, in a minute but is... they're a prick <laughs> James Lamont hi James hi James <laughs> lovely guy I met James at Wembley last season I thought it was going to be Abbas so it's alright um, no he's not I don't know where Ab- Abbas is actually I think he's towards the end can I just tell you my utter frustration as you know I always pick my team I always tell you I'm going to win it and then I don't, don't do a single thing with it all season. This year, I entered a competition of another league where you have to spend your whole budget, but the aim is to score the fewest number of points. Yeah, that's brilliant. So I came up with a genius idea of buying Kane, Salah, Alderweireld. Sounds brilliant. Um, keeping them all on the bench and De Gea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's some bloody automated thing where if your guy is injured or out, he transfers them in. So week one, Salah and Kane played. I was like, oh, 15 points, and I don't know how till I clicked oh, on it. It's outrageous. Oh, and I've got Hugh Gill because he's gone on loan. I've got, but I've bought sensibly. Yeah. It's hard to spend all the money That's as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, fantasy league. Abbas is in third actually. Is he in, in the league? I so he's winning out of the lot in our WhatsApp group. So I'm can in I briefly, 13th. Ah, mm-hmm. Can I briefly mention the World Cup predictions? Yeah, oh, thing that we do, yeah. Now, um, I have an apology to make. I would have put the results out there on Twitter. But you didn't um, win. But no, not at all. <laughs> that is not the reason. And I'm now bringing it up for a very good reason. Um, I inputted all the information onto an Excel document at work, um, which then corrupted, and I now can't access it. I can't even see the teams. Um, one chap emailed them to me. I think one was on Twitter because I could have got that back. Um, so I'm going to give you the top three. The top three was uh, Fee Brooks. Uh, from Springville, yeah. uh, Utah. Simon Mitchell. Oh, the quiz master. Oh, yeah. So we were the top three. So it's convenient that you've got in the yeah, top yeah. three, but there's, you've not got any of the records to... Uh... Only three entrants. That's why. Amazing. <laughs> well, well done, Fee. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's the biggest thing. 
Um, bottom of the Fantasy Football League with his team Spurs and Rejects is Juan de Ramos as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Times are hard for Times are hard. Realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ramsey, while well, we are here, yeah, yeah. he's on a free at the end of the season. Do you have him? No, 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 no. It, it, Talk about Barcelona or Lazio once again. That's like two ends of a, a really very different scale. I mean, decent player, but he's hardly... What is he, 27, 28 now? He's always not a young injury There, there are still a like, lot of players that we, I think, dismiss who would improve our team and brilliant. squad, and I think he would. I just, I don't think... Um, I don't think it will happen. I don't, I'm not saying that the, the Tottenham Arsenal thing is, is a thing necessarily. I just... It's from an area of Cardiff well known for breathing idiots, like stupid. It's not even in Cardiff, outside of Cardiff, for breathing like stupid inbred people. So, is he best best friends with Chris Gunter? It turns out to be a rabid gooner. (laughs) Yeah, like goes under. You know, used to go when he was a Tottenham player with like hoodie up and cap on to watch them on his nights off. Same with that Tour de France winner. He's a massive gooner, isn't he? Yes. What's his face? What's his name? G. Garen. Garen Thomas. Yeah, so a big weekend ahead with the United game. Yeah. If we can take three points there, that would be a real, real strong start to the season. Chelsea are in a, a disgrace. Arsenal, Arsenal in a relegation battle. They're hilariously bad. Like Six-pointer, Arsenal They'll West Ham. They'll come good in time, weekend. but... Do you reckon? Yeah, they're just... I think they're a shambles. Arsenal Arsenal funny, though, isn't they? I mean, <laughs> they'll score six one week against Huddersfield, maybe, but... He, they won't uh, score for 60. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible miss as well. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's good to have the pod no, back. I'm going to be back on more this season. I'm, I'm aiming to be on every I'll, week if I can. I will try. Um, I just have family, you know, yeah. constraints that. See, I have a family, and that's me. why I'm coming on now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've worked out. And make sure you stay tuned for the full new outro as well at the end of this podcast. It's not heroes in white and blue anymore. Um, but remember, whatever happens, future's bright. Future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future, what was, what is, what's next. 
We are Blanche Flower, Ardelis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.